better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, bloods are rush. I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to And welcome to episode 262 of Blurds R Russ. Welcome back. Um, we recorded last week, so that was good. And then we're recording this mm-hmm. week. So, you know, two weeks in a row, we're, we're, we're on a roll. Uh, but more than likely, next week, we might take a break. Well, more than definitely, we're going to be taking a break because um, it will be Comic-Con. Um, I've got Mark and Lely from Pop Culture Leftovers coming down as well. And the Leftover Army coming down as well. Um, so I want to spend uh-huh. some time with them. Um, you know, it'll be interesting because maybe if they don't mind, I've got, if I can maybe take all my equipment with me down to Comic-Con or maybe down to theirs on one, on one of the days during the week, I might maybe do a live episode with them, so to speak. Um, oh, but, but who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll play it by ear. Uh, yeah. but yeah, they're coming on Tuesday. So I'm hoping to take them to the ramen place either on the Tuesday or the Wednesday or maybe even mm-hmm. Friday, give or take, depends on what, what craziness is happening. Um, yeah, I'll be up for that as well. Yeah. Uh, more, than, more than likely, I'll probably do that on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and on a Friday, we'll just take them to like a good old-fashioned pub and uh, <laughs> and then have a couple of pints and stuff. And, you know, it's Halloween weekend as well, so it'll be a good laugh. And, uh, I'm just going to, like, invite some people in and around um, London as well, so uh, it'll be... Mm-hmm kind of fun um but yeah so for anyone that might be listening to us for a very first time we at birds are us are generally a week-to-week uh movie review podcast um we try to watch movies of a a, a, a nerdy pop culture variety um, sometimes we watch certain things that are very serious rom-coms uh teen dramas you know, we we can mix it up. Um, we, especially me and Martin are very big anime guys. So during the beginning of the anime slate period, we will tell you what's hot, what not to waste your time with, and also at the end of the season, we'll let, also let you know what we really enjoyed, what you should hundred percent go check out. Um, also, you know, we are on all the social media flat platforms, um, posting content. Go look at that. You can reach reach out to us. If there's something, you know, if you're looking for a horror anime, we can recommend it to you. Looking for, you know, um, a, a, a new isekai, like that. That's what we do in it. Um, but so yeah, you're a massive isekai fan. Uh, I, funny. I am. I just love the genre. I think the isekai genre is just so fun and entertaining. Bro, like, it's so saturated now. It is. <laughs> it like, is. Like, it's every su- season you get like two or three animes that are purely isekai. I'm like, oh, let it go already. Yo, I I get it, but like again, I can't help myself. Like right, like no, nah, you would complain. The, the um, you know, the reincarnated of the sword, yeah. That one yeah. sounds so dumb, but I'm really enjoying it. And I'm then, liking it as well. And it was the other dumb one. There was another really really stupid one. It was like um, 
I reincarnated. Oh, the farm one, the farm one, the yeah, farm one. That one. I haven't, I, haven't, one. I haven't started watching it yet. I haven't started watching it yet, but again, I got reincarnated as a farmer or in my past life I was a farmer, so I'm now OP. Like, what kind of mm. nonsense does that sound like? That doesn't sound like a serious anime whatsoever. But yeah, it reminds me of it reminds me of the of the previous slate. I think it was the um I think it may have been a summer slate, summer slate or um winter slate, uh twenty twenty one winter slate, where it was the uh was it the chick that it was a female character and it was like she maxed her she maxed out her character because she just kept killing slimes. Oh yeah, do you know what yeah, I started that. I started I got maybe like two, three episodes in. It was actually quite entertaining. Um I, I just didn't just, just, just I just didn't finish it. Um yeah. but here at Blurs or Rust we have a very unique rating system. We call it the chicken rating system. If we think something is absolutely dead, it gets bones. Next up is a core chicken, then a half chicken, then a three piece. As a creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. Um, mm. I'm going to go through my week first. Uh, I'm going to go through it fairly quickly. We, you know, we don't have a, that, that much to talk about. Um, first up, I want to talk about Halo. Um, now, I know this dropped, like, I want to say maybe like February this year, but it was on Paramount+. Plus. And as far as I understood in the UK, we couldn't get Paramount Plus. Fast forward to like this recent period, um, you can like add the Paramount Plus channel via your Amazon Prime. So um, I did a a, a, a a week's free trial and um, I just banged out Halo. And you know what, yeah, for someone, I've not played any of the, like, the main games. The only Halo game that I've played to complete was Halo Wars. And I absolutely loved that in it. Like, it was just amazing. And, like, I think even... The, so, from my understanding, yeah, this story doesn't fully follow the games. They've kind of done their own thing. Yeah, the they've franchise. done their own thing. Yeah, because um, in this, we get flashbacks of John, for example, mm-hmm. and the flashbacks we've seen are different from the flashbacks that that have appeared. I think there's a, I'm not sure if it's a comic because again, I haven't played the games um, in depth like that. But it's either in the comics or maybe there's a separate game that you know, explores this backstory a bit, a bit like um, you know the game, the games that just have like a storytelling aspect to it. Yeah, it's not so much um, actual gameplay in terms of you shooting and whatever the case is or guiding the character through, but it's just like a, a mini. Um, um, series and stuff like that that just explores I guess the backgrounds of different characters so John's character background has changed um, from okay. the games for example but do you know what yeah it, I, I just love how sick the Spartans are not just Master Chief oh, but, but even, hard, even the other Spartans yeah I just like again I've only played like, Halo Wars yeah and like even in Halo mm. Wars you see the Spartans being badass yeah but in this they're actually filth beasts. They're like level five <laughs> filth beasts, man. They are so sick. Like, oh, mm. some of the kills, some of the things that they do. Um, as weird as Kai was, like she, like initially when she took out her like um, emotion chip, I was like, oh, this character's yeah. gonna be annoying. Yeah, but, like, she's gonna be annoying. That's as, my thought as well. As, <laughs> as the series went on, like um, I was endeared towards. Her. I liked her character, and um, mm-hmm. also at the end, yeah. Like I thought that um it in was the last episode. yeah I thought that it was um uh Doctor Hazley that was coming to save them I forgot yeah. that um what's her name Cortana could like control ships and stuff so that mm-hmm. was pretty cool but then in saying that though yeah could she not have connected to the ship in the first place like when um she did she connected to the warthog 
she really could have. I think she could have. Yeah, she needs to take over his whole body for that. So she yeah. was just trolling. She was trolling. Unless, I mean, the only way I can describe it is maybe because she has this sort of 360 uh, view of of uh, John, mm. that because of that, I guess in, just in, in terms of close quarters combat, she'll be more efficient than John. Yeah, but, but I'm saying that the whole time... Over, she could have taken over the, the ship time. That's what I'm saying. Rain, rain exactly. Down she could, exactly. But again, maybe she had to take control of John's body to like enhance the power that she needed to maybe control. That's the only Perhaps. thing that I can give her a, a slight belly of the benefit of the doubt in it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, uh, really enjoyed that. Um, I would give it a free piece. Um, mm-hmm. I think the reason why I can't really give it a whole chicken is like, I'm not fully connected to the universe. Like there were certain things that I didn't fully understand. Um, I understood why people got mad about him taking the helmet off. Um, yeah, um, I see. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't even know whether it's quite controversy or not. But that point for me will be similar to the point I made with um, Mandalorian when we saw his face as well. So I think the reason why I didn't get so mad about the Mandalorian, yeah, is because like. I swear he didn't take it off until like the very final episode or the very and the last bit of the final episode of the entire season. Yeah. Like yeah. this guy, half an hour to the first episode, he took it off. Now, mm. I think the only thing that will, will, will redeem it is that if um if there is a season two, because he's being controlled by Cortana and he doesn't talk now, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> well, all, all this time, well, yeah, all this, no, all this time we've been talking. But again, so this, this thing came out like months ago, innit? Like technically. Oh yeah, sure. Can, if it comes a month ago, yeah, yeah. We, we could we could get the um benefit of doubt on that one. Yeah, because te- like I said, it came out in America. We just didn't have it over here officially. Yeah. And I wanted to watch. It, I I wanted to watch it legit in it. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So if there was like, oh, this is Master Chief before the games. Then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be like, okay, as long as in season two, um, you know, because uh, Cortana is controlling him, um, then that would make sense. Oh yeah, so this was um, dropped on twenty fourth of March, twenty twenty two. Executive producers were Steven Spielberg and Sheila Hawking. Uh, program creators were Kyla Killen and Stephen Kane. It starred Pablo Schreiber as Master Chief, Charlie Murphy as McKee. Cave Kennedy as Kai125, uh, Natasha McCollum as Cortana. Uh, yeah, man, I really enjoyed this, man. Um, yeah, yeah. F- solid three piece. I really hope it gets a season two and uh, so I. I will watch a season two. Um, and again, I'm hoping there's a way for me to watch Paramount Plus without having to pay an extra £10 to have it on Amazon. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. very cheeky. Um, okay, so actually, I'm going to save this one kind of to last. Um, right. You go to uh, add a bit more about uh, Halo before we move on to the next one. Are you sure, go on. All right. So, um, I actually like uh, Pablo Schreiber's, um, uh, I guess, portrayal of John, mm-hmm. aka Master Chief. Um, I think I think the series as a whole, the characters were were all very likable, mm-hmm. even when it went to. Um, um, oh, I think her name was something Ha Quan um, Quan Ha. Quanha, that's the one. Quanha. Um, even her story was interesting. Her story was more of you know loss and sort of finding a purpose in in her life because obviously she she practically lost everyone around her throughout the series. And it was always towards the end where she sort of gained closure on who she is. Mm-hmm. And 
Pardon me, we saw that come into fruition in episode 8, I believe. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, her story... I mean, sometimes what happens is that you watch a series, right? And you cannot care about any other character or family or whatever the case is. Like, you just don't like... They're just a waste of screen time to you. Mm-hmm. You want to go back to the people who you actually care about. But in this one, I think because they introduced her well in episode 1... Yeah. And we still see the pain she went through and everything like that. And, you know, she did beat with Master Chief and everything like that as well. Um... And so I think that works well. So that's the reason why I enjoyed her character more than it being, for example, um, in TV shows where you have main character and then some side character who has no relation to, or you don't know if they have any relation to, like maybe the final episode or something like that. Um, so if I, could, I could be hating on this side side character or side um, yeah. story for the whole time, and then at the end of it, I go, oh, now I see how it fits in. But you know you took all this time, wasting my time, and still saying, actually, it's now going to link together. Um, whereas in this case, they've done it, and they're sort of diverged, but you could tell that uh, later they'll probably reconverge again. So, mm. um, I really liked Quan Ha's um, story. So can I, can I, can side, I ask, story? Can on. I ask your question? Yeah. You know yeah. the pirate, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, did you not think he looked like uh, uh, Dave Chappelle? Yeah, he looked like Dave Chappelle <laughs> so much. <laughs> So much because uh, I, I, I remember I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, oh, Dave Chappelle's in this. And then when I watched it properly, I was like, oh, he looks like Dave Chappelle, but that's not actually Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it's not. It's uh, not. Um, what's his name? His this? name is. Bokeem. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I thought he was. Um, uh, <laughs> And I was like, is this not going to crack a joke at some point? And I was like, oh no, it's actually, it's actually not um, Dave Chappelle. Mm. But no, you're right. I mean, he, I mean, I said to you before we started recording as well, even Charlie Murphy, I thought, I mean, again, I didn't realize it was the actress Charlie Murphy um, while I was yeah. going through the end scene credits. So I saw the name Charlie Murphy, I was thinking, like, isn't Charlie Murphy like, supposed to have passed away? So unless it was like, a secret project, he was doing everything. But then it turned out that, oh no, it's actually generally like, isn't Charlie Murphy as an actress, Charlie Murphy. So that, so again, it's, it's, it's one of those that, you know, just a mistake, complete mistaken identity. Um, yeah. I've seen many of Charlie Murphy's um, film. I think I've only seen one thing else that she's um, performed in. I can't remember what it is for the life of me. Uh, but I've definitely seen the name pop up. But I just didn't connect to. Um, so I really liked all the characters. Every single one of them I enjoyed. Um, I like the, um, animation. Animation was good. I said animation, the CGI was really good. In terms of the weapons that were used, um, like, for example, the Needler. Mm. felt like, uh, so the Needler weapon in Halo, and this is for fans who know about, um, Halo, if you don't know what the Needler is, play a Halo game. If you're a PS4 5 fan, if you if you have a PS5, PS4, whatever cases, and not an Xbox, go jump on someone's Xbox and <laughs> uh, play Halo. Um, the Halo games are, are decent, I say. Mm. Um, but the way they portrayed the need, Needler, for example, I thought was so like, like cool to the old, for like um, for the game. Um, I really like the just the rest of the weapons that were portrayed. I thought they were all like for like uh, comparisons to the games. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times where you saw the actual he- the HUD display, heads up display, yeah, of the patterns, yeah. and I said this is exactly like the games. So I really like the fact. I appreciate the fact that during this they've incorporated elements of the game. Yeah, 
and you into saw the, into the series. You even saw like uh, when the ammo was going down, you saw the numbers going. Yeah, down. that was a very nice touch as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. At one point, um, Cortana was saying to um, to Master Chief to switch his weapons because obviously he ran out of ammo for his for his assault rifle. And he goes, I know how this game is played. <laughs> so yeah. I, think, so I think that's harking, harking back to people who they played. I don't know, it was Halo 1, Halo 2, and Halo 3, and you have to do the tutorial. So this uh, Cortana sort of tells you, okay, your weapons now run out, switch mm-hmm. weapons, switch to your hand, handgun or whatever the case is. So I really like that. Um, the different locations, were, I think, were beautifully done. Um, we went, I mean, I'm not, I don't know any other pad's name, so forgive me, I'm not, uh, I'm not, um, a player of Halo. I just played Halo a couple of times um, back in the day, and I was interested in a few characters, like Master Chief, for example, Cortana, so I did some extra reading on them, but in terms of me knowing the various planets they were on and all that stuff, I have no clue. But when it came to, for example, the desert planet, and it showed you how... Um, in fact, we've seen the desert planet in the first episode. Um, you see how barren and desolate it is. Um, I really like the contrast between I guess the vehicles that that are there compared to vehicles, say in um, UN, I think it's UNSC space yeah. or, or UN space. Um, just how the clothing changes, I the language that's used. Um, obviously for the human characters, you you could tell that they use. I think there was definitely Korean speaking speakers there. There were, I think there may have been French speakers as well. I'm not too sure, yeah. but um, I may have misheard. But I really appreciate that because it shows that, yes, these people are originally from Earth, even though they may have colonies all over the galaxy. Um, also, they created the... Well, I, th- I guess the alien language they used was direct from the games. If not, then... And if generally created this language specifically for the series, I think it works very well. Yeah, it was um, called really Sen- like, Sengali. Sengali, yeah, right. It was pretty, I liked pretty how... Yeah, I mean, honestly, I like it when... when um, series take time to create new languages um we see that in avatar we've seen that in this um even um when you go to shows like say Sempre Soleil, for example they they do hire people to sort of create a language or sort of borrows elements from different languages and just creates a brand new totally different language um we see that in lord of the rings etc so i really appreciate why you do that because it makes you more immersed in the in the in the world um the covenants were all well done Again, I don't know who I can't, I can't tell you um, what class, what each class of soldier is, but the little the little guys who are like um, they were the, grunt, the, the, the grunts. They were called grunts. The grunts. I remember that march, and then the big ones yeah. were they not called warriors? Maybe warriors or something. But I mean, I just I just really enjoyed the the way they were all portrayed. They, I mean, even the way they moved to dodge um, weapon fire. It's something that you see in the game, so I just like that now attention to detail the creators of this, um, of this of the series put into the in, into um, sorry, I really like the attention to details that the producers put into the show. Um, it's just yeah, overall three piece for me. Um, I'm I'm very I'm pretty much looking forward to a season two. Um, and one last thing, I just want to say that Cortana is a character that grew on me because I know Cortana plays an important role in within the Halo series. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cortana in this shows how pretty much naive she was to begin with, even though she's a supercomputer and everything like that. Um, it shows you that, yes, she knows everything, but she doesn't understand, I guess, human emotions, for example. 
or how human beings can be, where you could manipulate people, this, that, and the other. So it was interesting. It was nice to see how at first it was very, very naive, also like a new, like a newborn thing, and then slowly learned the, how human emotions work, things like that, etc. Um, went against the programming and actually helped um, uh, Master Chief as well. So I, I, it's just interesting to see. So massive uh, three piece for me. I think the reason why I can't give it a whole chicken is because I'm not sure how closely it follows the the games and because of that i don't want to say it's a whole chicken because I'm, there might be bits and uh, elements missed out from it yeah from the games i i hear that um, yeah but overall i think it's a, it's a well done um series yeah as no. everything is about is well done yeah no um like again i just like the way the warthog looked like the way the ships looked like everything to me looked very like halo wars and um I will one day find the time, especially since I've got Game Pass where I can just play all the games, um, mm. you know, go through, I'll play on like the easy difficulty just so I can see the actual story. <laughs> um, I said, give me story, no difficulty. Yeah, get, get easy, easy mode, like, and just play through it like that. Um, mm. I'm going to save the next thing that actually taught a little bit later so we can do, we can kind of go through that a little bit more together. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished Star Trek Season 3, uh, Star Trek Lower Deck Season 3. Um, yeah man three piece um all the star trek lower decks i think have been roughly a three piece for me um yeah when did that come out um came out maybe so last bit- week or two weeks ago wow i'm actually behind yeah because usually i jump on this straight away let's just do a huge uh binge watch okay i'm gonna watch it after um after to uh today's recording let's see lower deck season three release date was the 25th of august raw wow okay so no 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 so when that, all right, so 25th of August 2022, yeah, that's probably for America. So, mm. when did it come to the UK? No, it says, yeah, it to the UK, August 22. No, that's not right because I would have definitely seen <laughs> it before now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just I haven't seen it advertised at all. So, again, I'm not, no, nah, I, 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 right. I generally yeah. don't think that's right, bro, because I would like because. I've I go on my Amazon Prime every once in a blue moon just to see if there's anything that we might want to review. And um what was I watching? I can't remember. I was watching something and after that thing, no, yeah, I was I've been watching Rings of Power for the last like eight weeks and it didn't show up. It was only maybe when I got to Rings of Power episode six that I see it pop up. So no, nah, I think that's wrong because if it came out August, me and you both would have de- and even Stevie would have said something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's definitely wrong. The Wikipedia is wrong because yeah, that sounds like a when they well lower deck season three when Amazon Prime UK. The, the, well, the, it's, it's on my list now, so one hundred ten percent. I'm watching that right, today. Cool. Um, yeah, a free piece, very close to a whole chicken. Again, I think with all of them because I'm not a Star Trek fan and I don't like mm-hmm. other than um the what is it the Vulcan hand sign or whatever it is. Yeah, other than that, yeah, and then Captain Kirk and um and Spock and then they had uh, Lieutenant Aurora was like the very first black woman to appear on TV or to do the first like interracial kiss or whatever. Like other mm. than those little like pop culture bits, I and um the the movies with um is it what's this is it Chris not Chris Pratt? Um Oh my days! The other Chris, the one that was in Wonder Woman, is that not Chris? Um, 
Oh, Pine, yeah. Chris Pine. Chris Pine, yes. Yeah, other than the movies of Chris Pine, yeah, like, I don't have any familiarity with um, Star Trek, in it. So, mm-hmm. to watch, like, to give me a connection to something that's, like, uh, another nerd in fandom is pretty cool, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I look forward, since you're, like, the, uh, 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 more of a Star Trek person than I am, uh, I look forward to hearing your views on it. Uh, oh, thanks, man. Next up, really, really quick one, The Road of Naruto. Um, so, for the 20th anniversary of Naruto... They um, reanimated Naruto and um, showed like all the highlights of the scenes. And yo, like it, it looks so good, man. And if they ever like wanted, wanted to reanimate the whole thing, I, I would definitely watch it. Um, I actually need to finish Naruto. Uh, I got to the Great Ninja War and they were doing millions of millions of fillers. Um, sometimes episode yeah. would come out for a month at a time just to drop a filler. So I just jumped on the manga and just read the manga. Um, now this one I'm so glad that like Martin uh, mentioned it because like I saw it advertised on Netflix but I was just like mm-hmm. are we really gonna cover this man it looks very like <laughs> stupid in a sense let me leave it and then Martin brought it up in the chat and I was like you know what if Martin is talking about it or Martin says we should watch this like Martin generally doesn't miss I don't think Martin's ever recommended anything for me for the show that I've actually said that like, this is garbage um the School of Good and Evil um, was just a really fun, unique um, fairy tale, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. It had my boy, Lawrence Fishbourne. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, the cast of this is actually quite stacked, you know. Like, um, there's a lot of, like, um, how do I say this? Like, young and up-and-coming actors but then yeah, also you, I, I got that as well but you also had Charlize Theron as Lady Lesu you had Kit Young as Raphael you had Michelle Yeoh she's, she's massive um, you had Kerry Washington um, you had uh, Lawrence Fishburne um, who was you had Kate Blanchett um, she's voiced the um, the little uh, what do you call it the thing that was writing the story uh, I just thought it was a nice little take on like the story of good and evil like even though, like, you kind of saw that, um, so, okay, this is what I thought, yeah, I thought the one that was the princess getting dropped off to the good school would initially stay good, and the story about her, how she and the other one swapped back, but then when it made it out to be like, oh, she's actually gonna turn evil, I thought that was really cool, and I liked that, and, like, when they did the prosthetics, like, make her look like a proper, like, evil witch, I thought that was pretty cool, um, it was funny, I thought that, like, the fighting choreography was pretty good as well, um, considering, like, again, this is, like, a straight-to-Netflix movie, and um, the the music choice for that final battle was pretty good as well, man. Like, I really had a lot of fun with this, man, so, Martin, thank you for letting me watch this. Um, even though I had a lot of fun with it, I'm not going to give it a whole chicken. I don't think it's that amazing of a movie, but it's a very, very strong three-piece. Um, it's a 12. It's something that you can watch with, like, you know your kids that are like starting to get into that teenage area um yeah man it was really good i had a lot of fun what did, what did you think of this did you were you able to finish it I, I know you were I didn't, tight yeah time. i didn't get a chance to watch this because um because obviously we do this thing where on fridays we know netflix drops a lot of series but to be fair um this came out before um i think it came out last week or something like that anyway. oh is it oh, i didn't but, even know yeah but I, did, I just didn't get a chance to watch because one that was in my mind because the adverts looked good and because the cast looks stacked with trailers i thought you, um, i recommend it and you know what but yeah, I for by saying that um do this fish real quick but i watched the first 10 minutes of it mm-hmm. 
And in those ten minutes, I was impressed. And that was just a fight scene between the two, between the two. I, I don't know the, the brothers, the brothers. The, um, the brothers yeah. uh, is it like Rafe and Rail, Rail ever? Raphael and oh, well, he they've only listed his name as one, but he plays the same guy in it. Um, mm. Yeah, that mm. fighting was dope. And like the like I said, the magic looks cool. Um, and again, it just it just takes a really cool concept of like the fairy tale, good and evil, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely check this out. And again, like you know, like I said, another reason why when you mentioned, I was like, you know, as a black podcast, this is like a very, um, how do I put this, uh, a film that had a, a lot of diversity in it. So it would be kind of bad if we didn't review it. Um, so yeah, I look forward to you finishing and give me your rating. Um, yeah, me, uh, so yeah, that's a that's a, that's a free piece of me. Um, and then yes, so you know, we actually let me go. We both watched one episode of Exception. Exception. Yeah. All right. So, I think the tag on Netflix was like Interstellar meets anime or something like that. Um, I never watched mm. Interstellar, but I watch a lot of anime. Um, do you know what? One of the best things I like about this one episode in so far is the. Um, it's done by I don't know if it's an English studio, but the voice acting of the English matches the mouth movements. Like a lot of the time when they say like, "Oh, it's done by like Americans," they've obviously just like given it to a Japanese studio, recorded in everything in Japanese, and then translated and just dubbed, uh, and, and then dubbed it. And the dub, the UK dub is normally quite poor, but this one looks like, you know, like, you know, like when for like a family guy, it's like originally done. Um, mm-hmm. I like the concept. Again, I don't normally watch a lot of like scary, alien-y kind of things. So this is a little bit new to me, but I guess it's a mix of like alien, dead space, interstellar kind of thing um yeah. one episode in i'm gonna give it a free piece um i think also as well i like the internal struggle because they have to make a uh, a decision in the first episode um yeah. i won't spoil it for now um that was very interesting it's like what would you call it it played on morality and what it means to be human so um i thought that was pretty cool um so yeah i give us a free piece uh, what do you think of this one Brian? Um, I thought it was it was very interesting. I mean, I do like I do like sci-fi. Um, I mean, I'm a massive sci-fi fan anyway. I mean, you only have to look at the stuff I've seen back to uh, to um, sort of support my my claim. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can definitely see this is like Dead Space um, in a way. Um, so it's like it's actually like elements of Dead Space. Um, um, you know, it's, it's got a thriller element in there as well. Um, I'm not I'm not a fan of horror. But when when horror is animated, I can I can tolerate it a bit more. Mm. Um, for example, I've seen um, Devilman Crybaby. That's that's I I class that as horror. But yeah, 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 I've seen that as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, this this series is I mean again episode one. Um, I give it a three piece. I like how it's animated. Um, it's not. The, the animation is something that I don't think I've seen too much of. Um, it sounds like the 3D sort of animation style to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Um, I think it's made by the same people. I think it's um, uh, Hirotaki Adachi, who's also done some Final Fantasy games. Okay, so you can sense. see elements of that coming in. Um, and Yoshitaka Amano, I think he's also done video games. Um, I'm try- I can't remember what ones he's worked on. I think it's also Final Fantasy series. Um, 
and then Fairy Fencer F as well, but I haven't played any Fairy Fencer. Okay. Um, I know the series exists. So the animation was pretty cool. And you can see why it's pretty cool because all the two have immersed themselves in, in sort of video games, graphics, that kind of thing. So it's it was easy translatable. Yeah. Um, I liked the fact that, you know, they're talking about... So episode one, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler, mm-hmm. but episode one of... Um, I think it's 3D biologically printed people yeah. um, who need to who are traveling to a distant planet called uh, Planet X. Is it X10? X, yeah, X10 X or X something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they, they're going there to terraform the planet so that their original selves can go to a planet and basically live there. I'm, I'm assuming that um, Earth has either been. Uh, there's something that's happened with Earth. Um, I don't want. I don't know. Where, we don't know what it is yet. We probably um, fucked it up. That's that's normal. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly, exactly. So if it's planet X10, I'm I'm assuming maybe there's a planet X1, 2, 3, 4, and, and you know they've just sort of they have basically they have loads of colonies, and um, I really I, I like the the idea of sort of three D biologically printing human beings because the question of um you know the human soul came up for example i thought that was interesting as in do you have a human do you have a soul because you know you're just but basically the question already exists do humans have a soul to begin with i mean if you're religious or believe in something some people say yes some people say no we're just made up of um you know just um genetic data enzymes etc etc so there is no soul um especially also if you're someone who's 3d printed from so basically cloned from someone else do you have a soul because yes you live and breathe in this and that you're capable of your own thoughts and that kind of thing but do you because you know you're not born from say a human you're born from a tank so do you are you still valid um so it was very interesting because in one of the actions um they were debating um whether to basically unalive someone mm-hmm. um and and it was interesting because it was almost like because they're 3d printed anyway they have all the information there they could easily just you know unalive this person and then re-print just them. reprint them. Yeah. So, so I mean, basically, how valuable is a human life if you can simply just do that? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. So I thought that was a, is very advanced compared to what we have. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So I thought that was a very interesting concept. I mean, there was, there was a film that what we watched back in the day, wasn't it? I don't know what the, was it Repo. I don't know it was Repo Men or something, but I think they had the Repo Men, where it was a similar concept where if. Um, humans can either oh maybe it wasn't Repo Man no, I don't think it was but, Repo Man because it wasn't Repo Man where you sell your organs and stuff and the guy your organs that. yeah that was it so it was a film that came out not too long ago ah oh, that was it it was um is it not Gaika no it's Gaika was the Jake and Janelle one it was the one with um oh what's his name um Anthony Mackie was it was in season 2 of it oh um, um the Steve's the one with the Steve's yeah, exactly. and stuff Exactly, um, exactly. I never, wa- I never watched it yet, but like everyone really watched enjoyed anime, it. Watched the anime one. I watched the anime. Yeah. The anime was sick. Oh, exactly. yeah, that's gonna annoy me so, now. All right, cool. I was just thinking of the name, right? So this one was where, um, basically, people were insured on them. The people had insurance on themselves, right? But there was an episode where, again, it was, it was just like maybe a, a two minute, a two minute um, interaction where we saw a family who lost their kid, lost their daughter, and the daughter was re-sleeved into an older man, but it was still their daughter, but it was like a, some, I don't know, like a six-year-old daughter, but re-sleeved into 
like a 60 year old man's body or something like that and the fellas had to deal with the fact that that was the case so altered carbon that's the one i should have known altered carbon yeah so it, it, it reminded me of that whole sort of concept again as in you know how um how precious is a human's life you can literally just you know die and then all of a sudden you could get either 3d printed or you could basically swap your bodies in and out with someone random so yeah that was was very interesting concepts and i'm i'm actually looking i'm actually looking forward to seeing how the rest of the series unfolds because there are obviously going to be more elements that'll be introduced to the story um you know is a right to because a person's like basically created defectively is a right to kill them like i mean in, in this case i guess I mean, I guess, yeah, he should kill everyone else, so why not? But, mm. um, you know, just, just all the different concepts and, and that, that could arise from the series, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So, definitely three people for me. Um, yeah. as, as a massive recommend for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, 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 we will talk about it more once we've um, finally finished it and uh, yeah. give you our honest rating. Um, now, so, I wouldn't say that we're in a slow period, um, but, like, you know, we we were hoping to have watched Black Adam, but scheduling has been a bit mad fast both, so we haven't seen that. But one thing that I've been trying to do is that, you know, with all everyone at Blurs Ross is obviously unique and different in it, and mm-hmm. um, we've done my favorite film of all time, which was The Matrix, um, and I didn't realize that we hadn't done that in an exceptionally long time. Um, so you know, Martin has been one of my go-to guys on the podcast for a very long time. So we've decided to do his favorite film ever first uh his favorite ever film that he told us to watch was um the teenage mutant ninja turtle movie from 1990 um now i had always thought i had seen this movie watching this movie i have not seen this movie (laughs) like other than maybe one or two bits that looked familiar the rest of the movie was foreign to me so Mm. i clearly had not seen this movie before um and again as much as seen this year it, it just made me think okay if i haven't seen this one then i probably haven't seen tmnt2 even though i've seen yeah. the disco fight scene bare times the so, disco fight scene was so sick so i'm gonna i remember go, that I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch tmnt2 for the next time we record as well do you know yeah. put it on the list that we'll, uh, we'll review together well, yes yeah, it's, it's on my list i already added it on my list for next week so that i can watch it um Again, you know, obviously this is a little bit dated since it came out in the nineties. Um, mm-hmm. I I thought like the fight scenes for what it was yeah, and in the costumes was actually pretty well done. There was one or two scenes where it was a little bit stupid, where like you could clearly see they were missing people. But other mm-hmm. than that, for the most part, it was really well done. I thought the humor was really good. Um, I would give this year a, a really strong free piece, man. Um, I've got to remember it's, it's obviously a movie of its time in terms of like how it looks and stuff. But other than that, yeah, I I can see why you know if you, if, if if you watched this as a kid, yeah, and you're a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, like yeah, I I would have loved this movie as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, That's exactly what happened to me. So, I watched it when I was super young. Yeah. Maybe six years old. I watched it. Maybe five yeah so oh, yeah man free piece good so how do you feel retro reviewing this movie does it still hold up to you you know is there bits that you like watching like raw i never noticed that the first time around 
Um, oh, because another thing that I, I didn't say, like the puppet, the puppeteering, I guess, or like the C- mm-hmm. that CGI when they were like young and little, that was actually pretty well as done well, uh, well as well. So that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, for me, after rewatch, it still holds up very well in my in my eyes. Um, let's start off with just the story in general. I think the story is done better than than the new TMNT uh, films we've gotten. Um, I think that the turtles are introduced well. Mm-hmm. Um, you, first, we see them in sort of uh, silhouettes, and then um, I say silhouettes, but you see, you, it's like you know they're turtles, you know they're there, and everything like that. But it's only until you see Raphael um, come up from the surface to get his um, his other ride back mm-hmm. that we actually see that oh, it's like it's a turtle and whatnot, and. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the cosmetics there. When they talk, yes, their lips move, but um, you can see that, you know, you can see that if it's, it's where a turtle smiles, is a smile, where a turtle's angry, is angry, stuff like that. Just very, very simple facial expressions that kids can easily pick up on. So I thought that was well done. Um, the story goes from um, there being, you know, the Foot Clan, um, who are just wreaking havoc on, in, I guess this is in New York, um, I guess it's all over. Um, with them sort of increasing crime rates around the area. For what purpose, we don't know yet, but what we do know is that they're incorporating little kids to come in, um, come into their clan. And, you know, kids do everything from stealing, um, DVDs, jewelries, um, VCA, VCSR, VCR sets, etc., um, to actually becoming members of the, of the foot clan, you know, going through actual training, fighting training and stuff like that for more, I guess, important tasks uh, to, to the Foot Clan. Along the way, we are met with April O'Neil, who um, is pretty much like, I guess, like Lois Lane, if, if you know, you were like a classic Lois Lane, for example, mm-hmm. who, you know, she cuts through all the bullcrap, goes straight into, you know, what are the actual issues. She's not afraid to step on people's toes and rub people the wrong way in order to get the story. But also that puts her in danger. And, that's where Raphael um, saves her, and then she meets up with the rest of the Teenage Ninja Turtles. Um, and throughout it, there's not a bit where I think, wait, that's not, I mean, there's not a bit where I think, oh, there's a uh, Deuce Ex Machina moments where, oh, all of a sudden, these guys know where Master Splinter is. I mean, going through the train and stuff like that, um, especially if you've seen the um, cartoons, especially the 2004 cartoon, you see that um, they learn about, I guess, meditation, um, communicating through meditation, um, that sort of thing, um, constant training and all that stuff. So I thought all of that was a super, I mean, it was, it was a super relevant, do you know what I mean? As in, they don't, everything they expect there to be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is there. It's for someone who's watched the cartoons and is now um, watching the films, I mean, there's, they don't skip a beat. I mean, you know who the Shredder is, you know who... Raphael Delta, Michelangelo, Leonardo R, Master Splinter is, April O'Neil, Casey Jones, you know who, who, all of them. And it's nice that, even though it's going in 1990, also you had, I think it was the 1987 uh, series, I can't remember when the series came out. Um, but then you had a 2004 series which came out as well, which I highly recommend. And, in fact, the characters don't change at all. Um, pardon me. In terms of them being teenagers, you can tell, I mean, again, it's hard to still portray them to be teenagers when, you know, it's obviously a, a mutated turtle. You, you can't really relate to a mutated turtle. 
However, the mannerisms are very much in a sense of, you know, there's always, someone's always going to be the prankster. Um, someone's always going to have anger issues. Someone's always going to be the struggling leader and that sort of thing. And I feel that came across very well. You could tell that they were immature, you know, making jokes here and there. Um, maybe sometimes at inappropriate times, but they were making jokes all the same. Um, Master Splinter being the wise um, father um, of the turtles, mm-hmm. um, you could def- that definitely came through um, perfectly fine. Um, Shredder, you could tell Shredder was a menacing guy when he came up to the scene. Um, the yeah. way the music changed, everyone went quiet. What, what, was his, and stuff like that. what was his real name again? Um, I think it was a Rokus- no Rokusaki. It was. Um, Orokusaki was uh, Master Splinter's master. I think, I think his name was um, ah. Oh, was Orokusaki. Was Orokusaki? Orokusaki is um, is uh, Shredder. Oh, do you mean no? Do you mean the actor's name? No, no, no. The the Shredder's real name. Oh, Orokusaki. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um, again, you can see how menacing he was. And I just thought that, yeah, it's really good because, again, this was aimed at, I guess, preteens and teenagers, right? So when you watch it, everything like that, like, I mean, the way they, they portray that this guy's menacing, this and the other, you know, he allowed, or he called for a monster to be abducted and all that stuff. I thought it was just done very, very well. Um, the puppeteering was good. I, get, I say puppeteering, but. In the sense of, you know, the actual people in these suits, but I guess with the animatronics and the way yeah. they're able to face stuff like that, I feel like that was, that was really, really good. Um, yeah, overall, three-piece. Um, I, I think it's aged very, very well. I think it still holds up to even the Michael Bay TMNT films. Yes, it's not as flashy where the case is. Yeah. But for me, I think in terms of the way they look, I think they look better than the Michael Bay ones. Um, I think for... In terms of um, characters, the characters are very, very similar um, to the Michael Bay ones as well. Um, but actually, the more... But actually, I think overall, they're more in line with the animated cartoons and the comics, which is where Rich is from. So, yeah. Overall, I'm really, really happy with the film. I think it still holds up. Nice. And yeah, someday when I have kids, I know I definitely have... Um, um, nieces and nephews I'm showing them this film nice 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 alright well I'm gonna let you continue what have you been watching in, since we last recorded oh boy so I've been watching um, I've been continuing with Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer um, Isakai Uji-san which is on episode 7 now I don't know what it was I, for some reason I seem to think that there was maybe a week hiatus or something like that yeah there was but, um, they postponed right, uh, then. last week's episode in Japan so obviously then we didn't get it on Netflix okay alright um, still watching Bleach, Thousand Year War, uh, Thousand Year Blood War. Um, in episode two, we now have an intro and outro. So we have an intro, and they've changed the outro music. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, outro, yeah, outro music. So episode one was just purely introductory. We didn't get an intro, any intro credits. Um, I mean, it definitely wasn't needed. And at the end of it, the end credits we got were, or the outro that we got was. An homage to the original series, um, with um, scenes taken from the original uh, from the original series. So that was really, really good. Um, episode two, we now get a definite um, intro and definite outro, which doesn't show the sort of the flashbacks of the previous series. But all in all, still very good. Um, 
I will say anything other than I'm, I'm other than this is absolutely sick. Um, so yeah, I'm crazy to watch it. Oh, interestingly enough, um, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. Okay, and for those that might not be aware, this one is streaming on Disney Plus. Yes, it is. Um, speaking of which, right? Um, last night I went to visit um a friend of ours, and it turns out that her daughter loves likes Bleach. And I was like, do you know what? I should have questioned how she found out about Bleach like that because she's eight years old, right? What? And what? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, to, to be fair, I think I think it's she. They are white families, so maybe that has something to do with has something to play because I know Nana, you're you being gone in like that. Your parents would not allow you to watch anything no, remotely violent like that until you were older. Yeah. Not. So I should have asked, oh, which one is it? Whether it's the Thazia Blood War or But either way, I mean, I would have supposed to be a bit older before she started watching Bleach. Yeah. Um, so that her parents knew nothing about, about Bleach. <laughs> so I'm now curious to see how she found out about it. I think it may have been from, through uh, her friend's Disney Plus subscription or something yeah. like that. So yeah, next time, next time we uh, visit the family, I, I'm going to have to ask. But uh, yeah, I was just surprised. Um, and it's also it's also interesting because her brother, who is three or four years old, um, he knows about Dragon Ball Z, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why he knows about Dragon Ball Z isn't because he watches he watches the TV series or anything like that, but actually it's because of Fortnite. You, they get skins and stuff like that, and obviously um, through that he now knows who Goku is, uh, who Vegeta is. So I think it's interesting that for kids who are growing up. Their introduction to anime now might not be from the source material. When I say source material, either the manga or the anime, it's not from that at all. It's actually from them just playing games and you know through skins and stuff like that. They again, they then get introduced to the characters, um, and that might lead them to actually find out more about these characters. Or who is actually Goku or Vegeta, or whoever the case is. Um, so I think it's just interesting because obviously when we were young, we would have gone it through video games, and obviously the video games have come directly from what happens in the manga or anime. So yeah, it's just, it's just interesting how you know different generations are now sort of experiencing anime in different ways. Um, next I'm watching is um, Yowa Mushi Pedal Limit Break. Yeah, yeah. Um, reincarnated as a sword. My Hero Academia season six. All right, so um, I just want to ask yes. you because obviously My Hero Academia is just like absolutely massive. Yeah, mm-hmm. is this season um, as satisfying as some of the previous ones that we've had? Like, because you know, I I'm on Twitter. I haven't really yeah. seen that people were like in a sense sucking its dick as normal. Like normally when My Hero Academy comes out, yeah, everyone's like, oh my yeah. god, it's the greatest thing ever. Like I'm not really hearing that this year. Yeah, so no, it's still it's still as good. I think it's even better. Um, okay. where we are in the manga right now, I think, I think by the end of this season, it would have, it would have caught up. They definitely would have caught up to where the manga is, but it's going to be heavily involved in what's happening. Um, in uh, in sort in the current situation of the of the manga, in the current arc of the manga, so. The tone is a lot more serious. I mean, I think, I don't know if you've noticed, but as um, My Hero Academia has gone on, it's become a bit a lot more serious. So we've gone from you know kids doing the tournaments, doing the the training and stuff like that. You know, having um, sort of fun days here and there, stuff like that. But it gets progressively more serious, where you've seen um, 
um, the fight between um, was it um, one for all? Sorry, all for one, and um, um, I almost said Mike guy. <laughs> Um, of one and um, oh crap! I'm, I'm a blanket on his name all of a sudden. What the kid? The what, Deku? No, 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 not, not Deku. Um, oh my, oh my, yeah, yeah. So just looking at and the scene that the scene you know, how all might was after that fight and everything like that, and you know, so like the burden that's now come onto the current generation and especially Deku because obviously he's the successor to all might. Um, it's getting it's getting progressively more serious. So I think because of that, I mean, it's still a hype show. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think I don't know. Maybe many fans are sort of keen in the seriousness of it. But I mean, I'm, that's just my guess. But overall, it's still an amazing show. Um, I mean, if you watch it from season one all the way to season six right now, you, you I mean, your socks will be blown off by how consistent it is and how just just how much just how well the story is going. As in, it doesn't leave anything out. It, it does this thing where it also revisits um, past. Um, Maybe past villains, past experiences, and things like that. So it's going strong. Um, still, I highly recommend it. Um, the show for me is a whole chicken. Um, over, overall, the entire My Hero Academia um, series publication is a whole chicken. And yeah, I'm still going strong. Um, Spy Family, um, episode, season two, episode three, uh, was the last one I watched. Um, Cause it's stronger when I improve by farm related skills. <laughs> that's, the, that's the stupid one with yeah, the, with the massive well, OP right, farmer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Superior Race Beast Tamer, Shinobi no Itoki, um, Itoki. So, Shinobi no Itoki, um, this episode was an interesting one. So, I think, I really, I like the pace of the series right now, because episode one, we get introduced to who the main character is. Yeah. Episode two was him and Ronin in school. Episode three is his first main um, test as, as uh, Shinobi. Yeah. And, the pacing is very, very good. It's, it's, it's one where it's, it's almost like it, it's canon, but it jumps ahead just a little bit. So while they say, okay, we're now in school for X amount of days. Oh, now we're doing a gym, a gym class, for example. We're now doing a science class, for example, all that kind of thing. Or we're now doing this thing where he likes a, he likes a classmate and they try to go on a date and stuff like that, so they go to a fun fair and stuff like that. It doesn't do any of that. It just goes, okay, episode one, this is what it is, your introduction. Episode two, ah, uh, you know that he's in school now. Episode three, this is his first main test. Episode four, we'll see what happens to episode four. That's not out yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, 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 liking, I'm liking the pacing of it. I really am. Um, we get introduced to um, the suits that they wear that actually is actually made from tech. And... Yeah, and the ninja suits are just really obviously they they um they um amplify a person's abilities. Uh, but in this as well, you can also tell that the main character is actually you can tell that his personality is very very different for everyone else's. Obviously, he's a, he's a high target. People are out there to try and assassinate him. Yeah. Even even um uh even his fellow students are trying to assassinate him. Some of them are. So it's interesting how he uses his smarts to get to get in and out situations, which I yeah. think is um, it shows that you know it's the one of these characters who all of a sudden he now that he's he's enrolled into a ninja school, he has some inherent ability to be this amazing ninja. No. We can tell he kind of does anyway because yeah, they've trained him like since he, he was like he, literally one years old, like he was going to yeah. classes that like basically made him basically OP. Yeah, because I was, I was just about to say, in episode one, when the car almost ran into him, and he managed to flip over the car to to um, save himself, mm-hmm. 
that's something that you know you can tell that he's going through some training, but it's not trained as in it's not trained to the point where he's like the sickest fighter or the sickest gymnast or he's just top of everything. Like, no, he's still very much an amateur set of things. I say an amateur, but in terms of the way we like a boy in it. Yeah, as in when compared to the rest of his classmates, he does fall behind a little bit, or he does lack a little bit. But overall, you can see that he he heavily rides on his on his um, on his cleverness. And I still I still really appreciate that. That's the theme that's going there because some characters is like, oh, you've only learned like Bleach, for example. Oh, it's taking me three three days to learn Bankai, where whereas it takes um, um, it takes the rest of social, social society members, I don't know, like a thousand years before they learn Bankai or something like that. It doesn't do any of that. Um, but then again, it's not going to be a series that runs for 366 episodes before, you know, the end of whatever the case is. But yeah, I'm really, really enjoying that. Um, Mobisu Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Um, this is, I mean, Nan, I think you gave the episode one a whole chicken. Yeah, um, this is... Do, do, do you know what? Yeah, this one mm-hmm. I, I, again. The reason I'm bare grinning teeth yeah, is because, like, <laughs> the first episode ended with, with her getting engaged to the princess, and then mm-hmm. the last episode three ends up with like the main well, who started off as like the main antagonist also proposing to her. So like, yeah. I was actually laughing my head off at the end of that episode, man. I was cracking up, man. Uh, again, right, if you if you didn't talk if you didn't um talk about this. I might have watched it eventually, but I wouldn't be watching it week to week. Because obviously, um, I think my very... F- like, I've known about Gundam since, like, the 90s. I just never watched it. My very yeah. first watching of anything Gundam-related was probably during the pandemic, where we had, like, two years doing nothing. So I, I grew up on a lot of anime. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, this one's really cool, man. I can't wait to see... Because obviously, the the one thing about Gundam... The Gundam series, yeah, as much as they're mecha and action... There's always like a really good political story in the background, um, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out as well. Like Gundam is like the Game of Thrones of anime in terms of <laughs> politics, man. So fucking good, um, yeah, yeah, man. I, I I again, the the last episode ugh, was just so hilarious. It's still a whole chicken for me. Um, I know not everyone's into mechas, but it's, again, it's just on point, man. Mm. Next one was the is the Eminence in Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I li- like um, Shinobi no Itoki. I like the pace of this. Um, it's taken me three episodes to sort of figure out exactly what's happened. So it is an isekai. Um, it's interesting because episode one, the main character talks about talks about other students or addresses other students like they are literally NPCs. In fact, he calls um, one of his. Um, um, classmates and NPC, but I mean, so it, go, it goes over a header for that because it's she's, like, she's not actually NPC; she's an actual, you know, breathing, breathing person. Um, but in episode, so so episode one was them in in a school, right? Episode two was um, him in this other world, right? And in this other world, it's finding that oh, his sister's been kidnapped and stuff like that, so he has to go rescue her. Um, he has this whole. Um, I'll say team. I don't want to say exactly harem, even though it's most, even though it's like a hundred percent female characters, right? Um, and he manages to save not just save her, but also like completely and utterly outclass the um, the enemy in that in that um, in that episode. In episode three, um, we see that he gets hit by a truck, so a truck sounds that again, and then um, you see him in school. 
actually training with um, with I guess his his first love interest in the vertical commas. So from episode three, you actually understand. Okay, it's actually Isakai. He's been killed, taken to another world, and then he's now learning to use his magic. Now learning to basically know how the system or whether however the how of his universe operates and things like that. So that's actually that's filled in that last bit of the puzzle there. So I'm enjoying it as well. Um, I think the series is still a three piece, but I really like the fact that you get characters who are really good at video games, they get transported to another world and and then because of the experiences from playing video games and stuff like that, they know how to gain experience points. It may not be exactly the same way as a video game per se, but they know how to gain experience points. Um, they already have in their heads how they want to map out their abilities. Um, lucky for our character, he's been born to uh, an, sort of like an assassin's um, family, so their skills suit him perfectly. But I, th- I think all of that is very, very interesting. Um, moving on, Mob Psycho 100. I know season, uh, sorry, episode 3 of season 3 is out. I haven't seen it yet, but still enjoying Mob Psycho. In fact, I'm doing a bit of a re- recap. I'm now on um, season two of Mob Psycho. Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably uh, bang that out this week and then watch uh, episode three of uh, Mob Psycho 100. But still a very good series created by one, the same person who did One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I highly recommend it. In uh, fact, looking back on season one, season one is uh, absolutely ridiculous. It's a three-piece for me for season one. Um, again, I'll, I'll, as I complete season two i'll let you know why i give it uh, because i think for whatever reason i just just like i just skipped it just blipped um so moving on we have the human crazy university uh this is the one where um the main character is basically it's not that he's unkillable it's just that he's managed to survive things that would otherwise kill a normal human being so he's managed to survive all types of crazy parasites which would have killed a human being um, he's managed to survive his um, hanging, for example. Um, in the latest episode, he's stranded with another person on a boat, and um, I think it was drinking salt water, became massively dehydrated, whatever the case was. Um, and then, turns out that, I don't know what the name of the fish is, but they're super, super thin, but they also have very sharp, um, I would say they have sharp protrusion from the from the um, from their faces mm-hmm. and one man to skewer him in between his neck oh. and this man managed to survive he managed to survive it this this fish wriggling in his neck and everything like that um somehow managed to um somehow the the boat that they were on even though they were stranded landed somewhere with, uh, on land and there was an ambulance there to save him so again this is how ridiculously I guess lucky and unlucky this guy is, as in, you know, he everything all manner of things happen to him, but he's still able to escape um certain deaths. So I think that's interesting. Um Chainsaw Man episode two um is really, really good. Nana was I think Nana, you rated this highly, didn't you? So uh, you said it was a much better you said it was but for you anyway, it was much better than yeah, episode the first one. Episode I'd have given a half chicken. Uh, this episode I'll give mm. you a, a very strong free piece. Um mm-hmm. I just think like that first episode was very like horror, gory, um what do you call it? Uh what do you call it when there's like people's like bodies become weapons and stuff? Like oh, there's a word for it, but there was mm. a lot of that um you know, and I was just more like, eh, it's like okay. Body modification or something like yeah. that. I don't know. And then, and then this episode was more like, 
you know, you still had that like the the girl character they've introduced, the other demon. Um, she, oh yeah, her name's Power. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Uh, mm. I liked uh, when he was like, when I fight someone, I just kick them in the balls and just kick them repeating, <laughs> kicking that guy in the balls. He was um, relentless with that. Yeah, that made me that made me laugh a lot. Um, so yeah, if it if it stays on the same level as episode two, and maybe gives me like a either because the one of the things that like episode one yeah, like I didn't really get upset for him like when he died. Bit of a spoiler, like I didn't really get upset because like I kind of already knew that the show is about him, so he's clearly yeah. gonna stay dead. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, episode two, episode two, much better, man. I'm looking forward to, to keep going. Oh, that's good. Um, next I've been watching is well, I was watching um, Girlfriends um, mm-hmm. from season one to season eight. Girlfriends is a very old series. I say very old, but actually it started in 2000, okay. and it's it last aired in uh, 2008. Um, it stars um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, her other dance series she's been in um, is uh, Blackish. Um, Golden Brooks, who plays uh, Maya Denise Wilkes. Um, oh, I forgot to say, Tracy Ellis Ross plays um, Joan Carroll uh, Clayton. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Is she the one whose mum is Diana Ross? Yes, her mum is Diana Ross. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, Persia White plays Lenan uh, CSE, mm-hmm. and we have uh, Joe Mary Jones who plays uh, Tony. Mary Childs, mm-hmm. um, Reggie Hayes plays William Jerome, um, and we have a few other other um, famous people who play um, recurring characters. Um, so the series basically looks at just the life of you know um, friends, four friends, four female friends who are in various stages of their careers in life. So we have Joan, who is a lawyer. Um, but halfway through um, being a lawyer, she ends up sort of leaving the profession to pursue her own thing, which is being a restaurateur. So that's what she's, she does. You have um, Maya, who is um, the assistant to Joan, and she's also a housewife and an author. We have Lenan uh, Searcy, who is... Um, she, she was Joan and Tony's roommate back in UCLA, but she's someone who very much, I guess, was afraid to sort of, or wasn't, wasn't sure of what she would want to do after university. So pretty much wherever I was graduated, she still stayed in university, um, you know, sort of sharing places, sort of sharing um, accommodations with different people, and, and eventually with the main characters themselves, other main characters themselves. Yeah. Um, but she was someone who was, you know, she did various um, degrees, so she actually has a lot of degrees in terms of, I mean, if you if ask for any accomplishments, she actually has a lot of degrees, but she ended up being a singer at the end. Um, and then you have Tony Childs, who is um, an estate agent who ends up, she goes from working for, um, I think, a, a top lead in estate agency firm, or agency, to now being her own um, person. Um, they're all in their 30s, so... Um, yeah, it's just a very, it's a very interesting series. And it talks about, you know, it has various topics in there. It talks about um, sex, dating, um, the AIDS epidemic, 
Um, just people's reactions to that. Um, the War in Iraq was uh, season eight. Um, talks about basically just a lot of different subjects, and yeah, it's done. It's done through in a in a nice way that is um, through the lenses of uh, of you know for black women. And yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the series. Um, a few years ago, the there was it was announced that they'd be sort of returning, but they shouldn't they shouldn't um then come to fruition because the creators or, or whoever it was that um, wanted to get them back, I guess it was the creators of the show, um will offer them half of the money that they were being paid for the others for, you know, the series. So they turned that down. That's probably not getting a new season. But yeah, overall, um, the the series is a is a three piece. Nice. I think, um, probably because of the themes that it talks about. Um, obviously, we look at things through a woman's lens, but they have partners. Um, you know, you have one who's who's very promiscuous. You have one who's promiscuous, one who's married but cheated, one who is always the bride's not the bride's the bridesmaid or the yeah, never the um, bride, always the bridesmaid. Never exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have um, even um, one of the friends, um, William, who is played by Reggie Hayes. He's a black Republican in this, say, the same law firm as Jones. So um, you have elements that get questioned as well as, you know, if you're a black Republican, this, that, and the other. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe some sometimes some characters are, are called either, um, like, a, how, how do I say this? Um, like a black a, a, a black white guy or like a coconut or whatever the case is um some people have you know their um yeah just things call into question and things like that and but overall it's it's a good series um it talks about like i said a whole range of topics and i highly recommend it it's on netflix um it doesn't take it won't take you too long to go through it each each season is 22 episodes but i just had it in the background i was still able to follow pretty much everything that was going on there um I think they did a small cameo appearance actually um, in an episode of Blackish. I think it was season seven or season six of Blackish, um, where they're talking about the, well, specifically about um, women's equality, but then they added the elements that actually for um, for white women compared to black women and people of color, you have you know even amongst that you still have. Um, Unequal, unequal pays in that aspect. So um, I think that I think that if I say that for every dollar that a man earns, women earn, um, I think something like say seventy six dollars, whatever the case was. But actually, of that seventy six dollars, or of the women, you have black women and people of color who earn even less than that. So if it say seventy six dollars for a woman or eighty four dollars for a woman, I can't remember how much it was, or for a white woman, black counterparts will earn uh, maybe seventy six cents or lower than that compared to the men's. Dollars, for example, but yeah, overall, um, three piece, highly recommend it. So, yeah, go check it out on Netflix. And lastly, um, well, actually, we've seen that we've seen exception. Um, so yeah, I've been watching Andor as well, but um, I think now and I both sort of <laughs> forgot that Andor existed, <laughs> so, we, we, so we haven't seen the latest yeah, episode and, of Andor. And, and the thing is, yeah, I actually liked the show. I just completely forgot, like, because oh, the finale of She-Hulk was, like, last week, innit? I kind of was like, oh, um, I just forgot, man. So next week we'll review probably two episodes of Andor. 
yeah. Do you know what? Next recording yeah. because next week we're on Comic Con. Mm, yeah, exactly. Next week we are at Comic Con, so the probably you're getting a slightly short episode this week, but more than likely in two weeks' time you're gonna get like a, a two-hour, three-hour episode. Um, mm. and we're gonna have a lot more to talk about. Um, but as always, mine. Thank you very much for joining me, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Right, um, share, like, um, tell a friend to tell a friend. We're also on Twitch. Um, clearly, like I said, yeah, it's clearly Stevie's dodgy internet because as far as I can tell, the Twitch stream has, has run very smoothly. Not had many viewers, but it's, it's run very smoothly. So, um, yeah, clearly Stevie, your internet sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and mine's actually not too bad. I told you it was my laptop. This decent, with a decent laptop, the internet's been quite groovy. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, if you're going to be at Comic Con, come say hello. Uh, we'll be there Friday and Saturday. Um, won't be there Sunday. I've got my first um, American football match with KCL. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, come say hello. Come take a picture of us. And uh, yeah, without further ado, Martin, say bye to the people. Bye, everyone. Catch you next time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye bye now.